0: This podcast is brought to you by Fear Free, the initiative that takes the pet out of petrified and puts treat into treatment. Learn more at fearfreepets.com.
1: This is the Fear Free podcast series. I'm your host, Steve Dale, and today we're speaking with Dr. Dana Liska, a board-certified veterinary dermatologist. Dr. Liska received her Doctor of Veterinary Medicine from Kansas State University in 1999 And in 2004, began a dermatology residency at the University of Florida College of Veterinary Medicine, where she remained as a clinical instructor of dermatology until moving to the Dallas area to join the Animal Dermatology Referral Clinic. In 2016, she left private practice to join Zoetis, where she is currently Senior Veterinary Specialist Dermatology. Fear free, thanks Zoetis for sponsoring this podcast Thank you so much for being here, Dr. Liska. I'm going to turn it over to you. So let's start with you telling me about one of your favorite allergic dog patients that you cared for in practice.
0: Uh, I'm so happy to be here with you, Steve. Absolutely. Oh, goodness gracious. So there have been so many. I hate to call out one, um, but I will say, okay, nearest and dearest to my heart is the sweetest little chihuahua, a little brown chihuahua with little white points, and her name was Toki. See, when I first met her, she was probably seven or eight years of age. And um, if she was, if I think about my most severe allergic atopic patient ever, she was my second most severely allergic atopic per- patient. And I think that's why she stands out in my mind so much.
1: So how do you know that? How did she show those signs?
0: So typically with these patients that have atopic dermatitis is it tends to start off as initially as a seasonal kind of thing where you see that they have these flares and their itch and maybe infections in their skin. And typically in most parts of the country, with time, those allergies get worse. So they they start having problems on a year round basis.
1: So what finally changed to make our owners seek veterinary care?
0: Again, most of these patients start off pretty mild, and you know what starts out is for her was just like simply like licking her paws, and you can just picture her rubbing her face and her body along the carpet, and kind of rubbing her face in her dog bed. You know, all that's really mild in the beginning, and most owners sometimes think it's kind of cute. They don't recognize that it's a problem, and this is the same thing with Toki's owners. Uh, but as those symptoms really progress it starts becoming a little bit more stressful and these owners, the same thing happened where they started, you know, talking to friends, talking to neighbors and getting all these recommendations for things that they could do for Toki, uh, you know, sprays that they could buy at the pet store, uh, over the counter flea products, you know, just, just things that are, are good and good intentions and, and, you know, good recommendations from people who have good intentions, but ultimately a whole bunch of things that don't work and all that just keeps escalating. And you can imagine as that escalates, they start getting more and more worried and they ended up spending time, you know, working with their veterinarian. So they're getting lots of recommendations for things to try, but none of those things help and the itch is getting worse. And then they are, you know, seeing her lose hair. They're seeing her get secondary infections and so that's when they started working with their primary care veterinarian.
1: So this sounds like something that you've seen this kind of, in general, scenario over and over and over and over again throughout your career. Would that be the case?
0: Yes, it is. And I have to ask you, have you ever lived with a dog who has allergies?
1: Yeah, yes, uh, just a little bit, you know. So what we do is we've gone to uh, a fear-free veterinarian because I would only do that. Uh, and so the dog is is content, if not actually happy, happy at the veterinary clinic Well, the veterinarian assesses the dog, you know, and, and we we know what the signs are. So rather than assuming, uh, I, I go to the veterinarian, you know, and and now what we can do. So if it's a coughing or sneezing dog, I, I would suggest that in their minds Pet parents go all over the place, wildly thinking about what that might be, uh, from nothing at all to the worst possible scenario. And that's where telemedicine or videotaping, using your phone, to just uh, photograph or even better yet, video the dog. So you know exactly what that client is talking about because odds are dogs aren't going to replicate sneezes anyway uh, in your clinic.
0: Isn't that classic, right? It's like a lot of my patients that were itchy. Their, their pet parents would say, he's so itchy at home, but then they'd get into the office and and we'd, we'd be waiting for them to start scratching. So I definitely recognize that.
1: <laughs> so how does all the scratching and chewing and itching and all that stuff work into Fear Free?
0: Well, we recognize that these dogs who have allergies, it is a lifelong disease. And this means they're going to be coming to the veterinary clinic time after time and we really want these dogs to have an incredibly positive experience the first time they come through the door of the veterinary practice every time they come through the door at the veterinary practice and we really want veterinarians to encourage their clients to become early adopters and following that those fear-free dermatology tips and, and the fear-free you know tips in general um, to make those dogs feel comfortable at every visit
1: and what you said is true, in general for fear, and I think important regarding fear-free ideas, but do you have any more pearls for dermatology patients?
0: You know, some of the things that I, you know, fear-free was an initiative that started after I left practice or about the time I was leaving practice. And I wish I could go back and practice in the time and have these techniques. I know that one of the things that I would do as I was having, you know, new patients come in, new puppies, especially is talk about those desensitized th- those techniques for desensitizing those patients. You know, when they get the puppies, you know, petting their head, handling their paws, checking out their nail beds, looking in their ears, All touching their ears, all those things, so that if someday the dog has an ear infection, the dog is used to having its ear, you know, touched and and handled. Um, I also think just even, you know, basic obedience. Um, you know, there's, there's so many dogs who just don't even know how to really lay calmly on their side. And that, you know, it's a patience. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a trick that takes patience to teach your dog. But with the rewards and the treats, this all can help the dog really accept the touch that's going to be necessary over the lifetime. And also, too, I wish I would have been better about encouraging my patients to come in and just see me not just for exams, but come in and, and get on the scale for a, uh, for a wait. You know, come in and see my technicians for a treat and have a little bit of, you know, play time. All of those things just to help them enjoy coming to the clinic because it's positive and it's fun, not just because it's time for an exam.
1: And what you said there about desensitizing puppies in particular, I think is so incredibly important, so important, I think that in of itself, this is something a technician or a nurse can do is walk clients through this and even have a program that the clinic has as a part of fear free.
0: I so agree with you, and again, I, yeah, I just wish I would have known all this. I would have been a you know, I would have been a better advocate.
1: Does Zoetis have any suggestions on how to make those empathic connections with owners?
0: Helping them make those empathic connections with owners. We have helpful scripts at scienceofstrongerbonds.com. There's an initiative that Zoetis has created. It's called Dermatological. And it, there's just a bunch of really easy resources there. You can click, download, and one of the first ones that I think of that I really like a lot is called Answering the Call for Itchy Dogs, CSR scripts. And it's basically, it's basically just a, some templates for veterinarians working with, workshopping with their their CSRs, their office managers, their technicians maybe even who answer the phone and creating these scripts of of what does it sound like when an owner of an itchy dog calls the practice.
1: And also probably keeping an emotional record of things I suppose, right?
0: That you know what? That's such a good point. I'm really glad you brought that up.
1: So I want to go back to Toki, haven't forgotten. So Aww. did she, yeah, I know. Did she seem anxious, stressed? Was there fear, anxiety and stress during those veterinary visits
0: there was and in fact she was she was one of the incredibly sweet little gentle chihuahuas but yes she would tremble during her exams and as i would mentioned before you know she was my patient so many years ago before the founding of fear free and looking back she would have been an absolutely perfect candidate for those pre-visit anxiolytic medications to help her have a more positive experience
1: So what other messages should CSRs have for clients worried about their itchy pets?
0: One of the things that I think helps a lot is to have owners bring in all the previous medications that they've given. It really creates a telling story when they show up with this big bag full of unused or partially used products that clearly didn't work or they probably wouldn't be partially used. Um, It also helps provide a little insight into client, client compliance. Because if there are a whole bunch of bottles of prescriptions of antibiotics, it gives you an insight into ways that the the veterinarians can help reduce caregiver burden and improve compliance for those owners.
1: So what about dogs that are on special diets and need hypoallergenic treats?
0: So some of the things that we see that work really well is, because people want to stay away from peanut butter because that's a common treat, so almond butter has become a popular substitute. Mm -hmm. Uh, have lots of patients that would get little sweet potato treats and also really it's very simple for owners who have such busy lifestyles too these days is just to use some of the canned hypoallergenic dog food
1: well you're making me hungry so pre-visit <laughs> are there any final thoughts
0: you know one of the things that i think helps that transition into the practice is having the csr send the family the derm history form to fill out at home and they can bring that with them to the exam and we, again, at the Science of Stronger Bonds, under the Resource tab, we have other resources there, including a patient lifestyle intake form, if, if uh, veterinarians are looking for a, a really good form to use at their hospital.
1: Now, Dr. Liska, this is your wheelhouse. I arrive at the hospital, say, with my dog. So how does the DERM patient stand out as different?
0: Really? For the most part, I think everything about the fear-free initiative and the fear-free environment is beneficial for all patients, not just DERM. But if I look at my DERM patients specifically, I want to make sure that getting them into a room, especially those ones that are anxious, stressed out, Um, But those ones that have skin infections, I want to get them into a room as soon as possible because I worry if they have an infection, is that an infection that might be a resistant strain of staff? Um, might also be a good idea. And this is happening a lot nowadays because of the times of COVID-19 that we're living in. But having the dog maybe wait outside in the car with the owner is another alternative.
1: Calming pheromones, non-slip mats. Uh, adhesive uh, pad spreads uh, with cheese and other yummy treats that, you know, they can eat. And the addition of soft, soothing music uh, to help calm the atmosphere. All good ideas?
0: Right. Absolutely. And just like like you're saying, anything that's good in the fear-free environment is going to be good for germ patients also.
1: All right. Do you have any final thoughts about scheduling those fear-free visits in the first place?
0: As the patient's veterinary professional team, we really want everybody working together to really provide that relief of the stress and the anxiety that the allergic itch might be causing those patients. And we just really see that using the fear-free techniques will just create such a positive and calming experience for everyone.
1: Well, Dr. Liska, we learned so much. I learned so much. Thank you very much, as always, for your time today and to Zoetis for sponsoring this podcast. This information will be of great value to veterinarians, veterinary professionals of all kinds, their patients, and their clients. Thank you, Dr. Liska.
0: Thank you, Steve. Good to be with you.
1: If you're already registered for Fear Free, be sure to keep up with all the Fear Free happenings, access the new toolbox items, and find all the additional courses at fearfreepets.com. And of course, if you are not registered, find everything you need to get started at fearfreepets.com. If you're a member interested in pursuing practice certification, get more details on the same site under the Veterinary About section. And if you're a pet owner who just stumbled upon this podcast, learn more about the resources we have for you at fearfreehappyhomes.com. This podcast is sponsored by Zoetis, the makers of treatments including Apoquel and Cytopoint. Important safety information. Do not use Apoquel oclacitinib tablet in dogs less than 12 months of age or those with serious infections. Apoquel may increase the chances of developing serious infections and may cause existing parasitic skin infestations or pre-existing cancers to get worse. Epiquel has not been tested in dogs receiving some medications, including some commonly used to treat skin conditions such as corticosteroids and cyclosporine. Do not use in breeding, pregnant, or lactating dogs. Most common side effects are vomiting and diarrhea. Epiquel has been used safely with many common medications, including parasiticides, antibiotics, and vaccines. For more information, please see full prescribing information at epiquel.com. Epiquel Indications control of puritis, itching, associated with allergic dermatitis and control of atopic dermatitis in dogs at least 12 months of age. Cytopoint indications. Cytopoint has been shown to be effective for treatment of dogs against allergic dermatitis and atopic dermatitis. Zoetis is dedicated to changing the way we approach canine puritis to protect the bonds that matter most. Visit scienceofstrongerbonds.com for more information. For more information on Fear Free principles, visit fearfreepets.com and share fearfreehappyhomes.com with your clients.